0: Amen, well good morning, and I know we have uh, some things planned here in just a few minutes as we uh, have our candlelight part of the service, but uh, if you know me, you know my heart, we're going to dive into God's Word just for a few minutes before we do that. Is it okay, church? And I'm so glad that you are are here uh, this morning, many of you uh, in your Christmas sweaters and your colors and all of those things, uh, many of you just look just amazing this morning, and I... Uh, Uh, I hope and pray that this morning that your life would be flooded with the hope of Christ. I hope and pray this morning that your life would be flooded with the the hope of Christ. And um, the Christmas story is such an amazing story, isn't it? It's it's filled with with wonder and amazement and miracles and unexpected turns and twists and characters and and situations. The Christmas story is a, a very real story of a very real God who sent a very real son named Jesus into this world as a perfect gift To restore that which was broken and lost and living in darkness. If you've been with us the last couple of weeks, we have been on a journey together. And we've been walking through the Christmas story and, and looking at the life of ordinary people who personally experience the extraordinary hope and joy and peace that Christ came to offer we've seen that that Christmas is an expectant hope it's an expectant hope because of the promise that God has given his people we've reflected on Christ coming to earth on that first Christmas but also his promised return to complete God's ultimate work of redemption It is my prayer that each and every one of us experience the complete acceptance that God offers through His Son, Jesus. And as God's love fills our lives, that it would stir us, that it would move us, that it would would desire for us in our lives to reach across the division that is all around us and that we would respond as Christ followers with humility and forgiveness and grace and mercy. May Christ be on full display in our lives, church. Much like what the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 3, he says, I pray that you, he's speaking to the church, he's speaking to those who have counted the cost, he's speaking to those who have surrendered their lives to Jesus, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have Power Together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love surpasses knowledge, surpasses understanding that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Church, this is the message of Christmas. Christ has come to bring us the fullness of God. Christ has come to bring us the fullness of God. What a joy it should be for us to gather together this morning to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, Christmas brings about this certain level of of anticipation and excitement um, and many times it is hard for us to wait on Christmas. I still remember the day when I was a kid. It was just a few years ago, two or three years ago. But but I remember the the excitement and, and the anticipation. It's it's like Christmas would never come. Maybe your house is a lot like mine. We have an advent calendar. We count down the, the days of Christmas. I think that's a fun thing, but also, man, it can be a really bad thing as well because what happens many times when you see that Christmas is still 21 days down the road, it's like, will Christmas ever come? Will Christmas ever arrive? You know, and as I think about this, the first Christmas was also an event that was a long time coming. The people of God had understood the promise, and they had expected hope that, that Jesus was going to come. They believed that God was going to keep His word. They knew the promise that God had given hundreds of years before the singing angels and the, and the manger and the shepherds and the star and, and they trusted God's faithfulness and believed that God would come through. And God's word tells us at just the right time in a small town in Bethlehem a young couple named by the name of Mary and Joseph, found themselves in a farm shed known as a stable behind an inn because the inn was too full even for an expectant mother. It was there, listen to this church, it was there in a stinky, dingy manger that the Savior of the world was born. You see, Christmas is all about God's Fulfilled promises to his people. Yet his promises were fulfilled in the most unexpected way. There's more than one account of the Christmas story in the gospel. When I say the word gospel, it literally means the good news. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The first four books of the New Testament are are known as the Gospels. And this morning I want to take just a minute to visit this account from a a little different vantage point found in John chapter 1. If you've got your Bibles, we're going to be just a minute. I promise you're like, yeah, I know who you are, okay? We're going to be just a minute. John chapter 1. I want us to see this together, church. John chapter 1 verse 1 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God He was with God in the beginning through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind verse 5 the light shines in the darkness And the darkness has not overcome it. Skip down to verse 9. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. In this passage here, Jesus is, is called the Word because through him all things were made. I love this passage because there's been times in my life that I've been challenged in my faith in Christ and says, you know what, we're in scripture and I want you to highlight this because maybe there will be a time where you have a conversation. Where does it say God and Jesus are one? This is one of those verses where it says that Jesus is the incarnate of an all-powerful God who created all things and Jesus was there. He was the word and he was there from the very beginning what he spoke listen to this what words came out of his mouth they became through the words of Jesus the earth and man were made so he is the word I like how one author explains Jesus as the word he says John's purpose here is to establish the fact that Jesus is God and man in one person By presenting Jesus Christ as the word through which all things were created, John is saying that God chose Jesus as his messenger, as the Messiah, to tell us about himself. Jesus is God and the revealer of God the Father. We also see here in this passage that Jesus is also called the light. Jesus testifies that He is the light, and in John chapter 8, you might know that passage. And he is not just any light, he is the true light. The light everyone has been waiting for. A light that would break the silence and, and dispel the darkness. All through Scripture, darkness is is known in a spiritual sense and it refers to sin or or confusion about truth. And so darkness can distort the truth and make it difficult to see or even understand the truth. However, God does not expect us to live in the darkness. He wants us to live our lives in the light and that light has come from our Savior Jesus Christ. Christ. In just a moment, we will experience the effect that even the smallest of light can have on darkness. And as we light candles and and worship together, but his light brought hope to a hopeless situation. His light brought peace to people who had lived in chaos year after year. His light brought joy to a world that was devastated and miserable. His light brought love to the human race that had forgotten about God, but God had not forgotten about them. John gives us a very strong encouragement In the next couple of verses of of John chapter 1, and, and paraphrasing, John says, Don't miss the gift of Jesus. Don't miss the gift of Jesus. John chapter 1 verse 11, it says, He came to that which was His own, but His own did not Receive Him. I do not want you to leave this place today without being offered the greatest gift that could ever be received this Christmas season. As the angels announced to the shepherds, as we saw last week in in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, that, that Jesus is the good news that will cause great. Joy for all people. I love that passage because the angels are proclaiming the truth of what the gospel can do in our lives. And it is good news. And it will create great joy for all people. And those all people means you and I this morning. The good news, the the, the gift that is offered to everyone is that Jesus Was born into this world for all people. That means for you. I think sometimes we we always use the analogy of, of Christ came for all. But this morning I want you to understand that Christ came for you. He came to rescue you he came to set you free from sin and hurt and pain, He came to shine His light into your life so that you no longer have to walk this life in darkness. Because the light, we can now see and experience and know the truth. I love what it says in John chapter 8, verse 32. May you know the truth. And may the truth set you free. John says, don't miss the gift of Jesus. He goes on and tells us why this gift must be opened. In verse 12, he says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God can I stop there just for a moment because we know that God created all things and all beings he spoke it and it was God is the creator of us God is the creator of all things but God's Word says here that we are not all children of God and, and, and John explains that when we receive and believe in Jesus then we are given the rights to be called children of God. Like this is huge here, church. The gift is given. In just a few days, some of us probably have hundreds of gifts under our tree. My kids were wrapping gifts, and my wife was yesterday, and they were literally trying to find room to put it, okay? Anybody else's house looked like that already? And think about that, if someone gives you a gift at that moment, yes, it might have your name on it, but if you don't open that gift, is that gift really yours? Do you get to experience that gift? The same as for Jesus, that Christ came to set you free. He gave us a gift freely offered because of His love for you. So my hope and prayer. For you this Christmas season, for this morning, that you would experience maybe for the first time what it means to receive and believe the gift of Jesus. Don't miss the gift that Jesus came to offer. To those who receive Christ as the greatest gift, they are given the right to become children of God. And and Jesus is not like our earthly fathers. Jesus is perfect and holy in, in every way. But I want you to understand this. As his child, this is huge, we inherit the things of God. We inherit eternal life. We inherit the the joy unspeakable. Do we understand the significance of this? I think sometimes we hear the story of Christmas so many times that it it stops having its luster and it's, it's, Wow, do you understand the God of, of creation? left his home in the form of Jesus, fully God, fully human, and he, and he was born in a stinky manger, and he came in an unexpected way for you. Yeah, right. Like, for you. And he lived his life so that he could give his life for you. Like, do you understand that? The significance of the Christmas story. It's not just about the bearded guy and presents. It's about the greatest gift that has ever been offered to mankind. It is a gift that can change your life. Verse 14, the word became flesh. And made his dwelling among us. And I love this. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one of the only son who came from the father full of of grace and truth. You see for us the truth reveals the sin within our hearts. The grace of Jesus has the power to remove it. beauty of Christmas is not just that Jesus shines into us, but also that he shines through us. May we, church, may we shine the glory of God. May we shine the glory of God. I think sometimes in In my life, I don't realize the kind of hope that can come for other people to a a world that is watching and searching and and looking for hope and and joy and peace, something that will sustain them. Sometimes I don't realize the kind of hope that we are able to offer the world by the light we shine as, as followers of Jesus. And in just a second, we will be transitioning into the candlelight part of our service. And it's such a, a beautiful display of, of the power of light and the effect that it can have on an entire group of people as it is shared to those around us. So in closing, I love how Matthew chapter 5 describes you and I, those who are in Christ, that we are now a beacon of light. It says this, you are the light of the world. Church, if you are a child of God, God says you are now a light to the world. And he keeps going. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Maybe that's where you've been. Maybe there's been times in your life where, where that light has diminished, or there's been a point in your life where you have felt insecure about the things of God. God says, You are a light. Instead, they put it on a stand. And it gives light to to everyone in the house. And in verse 16, it says, In the same way, Church, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds. And here it is. And glorify your Father in heaven. Let's pray. Father, we... We thank you for this morning. God, thank you for your undescribable gift. Lord, I know as there's many here sitting in this room and many that are watching online. God, I pray, Lord, even in this moment, Lord, your Holy Spirit would be working actively in our lives, Father. Lord, I pray that you would remind us, Lord of the miracle of salvation. I pray that you would remind us in this season of Christmas the true meaning of of the light that has come, the the truth of your word, God, how it is able to, to change our lives from the inside out. Father, I want to pray, God, as many struggle through this season because they have yet to experience the love and the joy and the hope, Father, that you came through your son Jesus to offer us as we live in the darkness. Lord, I want to pray over the next few minutes, God, as we just have a time of just worshiping you because you are worthy of our worship, God. Lord, help us to be a beacon of light. During this time and as we go into the new year, Father, Lord, we want to see you do immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine, Father. But we know, Father, that we have to stay connected to the source, Lord. We must be committed to the things of you, God. I pray that you would challenge us. I pray that you would encourage us. I pray that you would convict us.